0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cool Sore Podcast. I just want to thank you for your patience as we revamp the podcast. Uh, we will be launching a new season coming up in a couple of months. but definitely wanted to give you some more dope episodes prior to that. And today we are joined by Kubra of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And Rafer Davis has been a part of the show before. And this is his second time gracing us with his presence. And since the last time you heard from him and him talking about his amazing company, Exception Ally, so much has transpired with not only the company, but with Rayford himself, overcoming and dealing with some personal tragedies, which he will go in depth, which he will talk about in this episode. But well, let me tell you just a little bit about Exception ally. So, if you are a parent who has a child with an IEP uh, 504, any type of um, learning exceptionalities, as Rayford calls them, we want you to definitely listen to this episode. Because Exception Ally is a parent's personal digital expert. It is the parent tech innovation that gives personalized expertise, organizes paperwork, and takes many IEP and 504 tasks off of a parent's plate. And there is a special promotion that is being offered inside of this episode that you definitely need to definitely take advantage of that's what you need to do okay and this episode is brought to you by direct sellers i would love for you to join my wine club yes i absolutely love wine and i will give you that opportunity to get exclusive wines every single month if you want six four or two just join my team do me a favor and log on to wwwdirectsellers backslash Rashawn Ali and join my club. OK, would love for you to be a part of my team. So that's directsellers.com backslash Rashawn Ali. All right. With all that being said, please enjoy Exceptional Ally number two with Rayford Davis in Joy, You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself.
1: I'm a cool soror.
0: Hey y'all, I am a cool soror of...
1: What's up y'all, I'm a cool soror of... Hi, I am a cool soror
0: of... It's the Cool Soror Podcast, hosted by me, Rashawn Ali. Welcome to another edition of the Cool Soror Podcast, and it's always amazing to have the cool bras on and this person right here is a two-time guest now this is your second time appearing on the show rayford davis is a cool bruh of alpha Phi alpha fraternity incorporated and (laughs) how you doing rayford
1: i am doing fantastic this morning how you doing ray
0: i'm doing very very well so much to catch up on and now because you're calling me from where you are you in sunny california right now
1: I am. Right now I am in the South Bay area. I am actually in uh, in a house in Cupertino, California, uh, on the side of a hill overlooking Silicon Valley and specifically the Apple Spaceship, which is what they call the Apple Headquarters.
0: Wow. So um, since since we talked last about your amazing program, first of all, for those people who are just hearing you for the first time, tell everybody a little bit about Exception Ally and all of the things that you are doing in that space from then, and then we'll get to now.
1: Okay. Okay. So I'm the founder and CEO of Exception Ally. Uh, Exception Ally, uh, built by educators, lawyers, parents, and education specialists, is a parent's personal digital assistant to help them navigate special education. Uh, There are over uh, 15 million kids who have a learning challenge uh, in this country. Uh, And over half of them have what's called an IEP, Individualized Education Plan, or a 504 plan um, to help them learn. Um, And that process uh, is very bureaucratic and convoluted and emotional, Um, so much so it's almost like uh, doing your own uh, taxes. And so Exception Ally was built to be um, the personal expert for uh, that family that's navigating through this process.
0: Wow, wow. And so how did you even get into that space in the beginning? I just want to rehash you know, your sure. why as to why this was important to you.
1: Sure. So um, I have a sister, and my sister has a daughter. That's my niece. Uh, my niece was doing okay in school, but not as well as my sister thought. Um, the school kept telling her, she's fine. She's on grade level. And in my family, if that's the best you can do, great. But if you can do better, we expect better. Right. And my sister kept telling the teachers, she says, I see more intelligence in her eyes and what she's saying than what's reflected in her grades. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't help her. They wouldn't do anything extra. They said, fine, she's on grade level. Well, my wife uh, happened to be a school psychologist in the same school district. And she was able to coach my sister on the process, help her understand how to be collaborative, help her understand her rights. Um, And based off of the coaching from my wife to my sister, all of a sudden, the school tested my niece, Mm -hmm. found out she has ADHD. And we were like, great. Now we know what's keeping her from realizing her potential. Right. Um, We made some changes in her life. And that was four years ago. And my niece is now doing awesome. Um, Yeah. 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 So at that moment, um, you know, it dawned on me. It was like, how many millions of parents? are struggling, trying to figure it out, trying to get the best education for their child, like my sister uh, was, but n- are not being helped. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that we had an expert sitting at the kitchen table, right, we wouldn't have got that. And I'm like, how many people have that blessing? Yes. And I'm like, time out. The good Lord has given me a lot of experience, uh, resources, um, and networks that I can you know, kind of ignite something, if you will. Um, I can ignite a group of people, a group of experts, um, not only in the field of education, but in technology um, and pull them together. And we can create something that can provide a lot more value to a lot more families um, than they currently have access to today.
0: Man. okay, that's great. You saw a problem and you said, "Okay, I can do something to at least try to help fix it.
1: That's it. That's it. and, and, And here's what was interesting. That was just the start. I pulled together some friends of mine that were technologists and educators. And and so what you do before you start building technology, you just start talking to people. Mm -hmm. You just start talking primarily to the parents. And so at this point, we've talked over 500 parents, over 100 attorneys and advocates, over 100 educators. And we keep talking to more every day but it was phenomenal, the consistency and the stories we hear. Oh. We would ask people for 10 minutes. We would say, can we just have a 10-minute call just to learn a little bit about your experience? Mm-hmm. We would end up one-hour discussions. Parents would be in tears telling us about the struggles that they've had navigating with their schools and school districts to get the best resources and support for their children. Right. Now, here's what the phenomenal thing. There was a certain segment of our families who had consistent success. Those that had consistent success often brought expertise with them. Mm-hmm. They either hired an yeah. advocate or an attorney, or found a physical therapist or occupational therapist or BCBA that would go to these meetings with them and that would coach them. Um, however, those folks are really expensive. Yes. Uh, and so we said, "Well, hold oh, time out. <laughs> Technology is available." To democratize access to expertise. Mm-hmm. You've actually already seen it in other areas like TurboTax, which did in uh tax filing, used to have to have a CPA. Now you can use TurboTax in uh-huh. um financial planning and management. Used to have to have a financial planner. Now there's tools like Wealthfront
0: mm-hmm. um, that's
1: actually using technology to give you um investment advice. Um LegalZoom, yep. right? Before used to have an attorney. Now I can get zoom and they give me a boilerplate contract, and I can tweak it for myself, and I'm off and running. We thought to ourselves, look at this. We've got millions of parents that are navigating this process blind. We can actually pull something together that can, number one, give them digital tools that they can do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And then for those that still need um, a personal touch, we can actually bring in an expert for them, one that's highly qualified that they can trust to give them good counsel.
0: Wow. That's good. That's good. So uh, you had a last time we talked, you were about to have a soft launch. So what happened and what happened since then? Let
1: me tell you about the soft launch. Yeah. So we did a soft launch at the beginning of last school year. And at that time, um, our approach was to sell to schools and school districts. This would be a product that they would buy for the parents. The idea that we actually got from educators and superintendents was that when parents are best educated, they actually are better collaborators in these meetings, like my sister was once my wife educated her, right? right? And so we said, okay, here's a tool, schools and school districts that you can use that would actually reduce teacher and administrator time spent in these meetings. It can reduce some of the administrative tasks, you know, kind of all that stuff to liberate some of their budget, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. We talked to over a hundred schools, school districts, charter schools, charter management organizations, and the feedback that we got was terrifying. And I mean that sincerely. Most politely said, well, not sure. You know, well, if you make this specific to my district, which we could do, we'll think about it. We had some that were so blatant to say, you can't give parents this much information.
0: Wow. If
1: you, I mean, straight up, if, if I'd have been taping them, we'd be on, you know, Film at 11, if if you will. We'd be on the local news. Mm. They literally told us in closed-door meetings, you cannot give parents this much information. They said, this product, and I'm quoting, reeks of advocacy. Reeks of advocacy.
0: But why why wouldn't you want to be an advocate for your child's education?
1: Without question. Of course. So here's the thing, right? So, yes, schools are under-resourced and um, overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. However, the resources are not distributed evenly in our hometown of Atlanta. I can tell you in that school district where there is one um, school in the wealthy side of of the um, city that has all teachers trained on one specific type of methodology that Uh supports kids with dyslexia on the other side of town. They got one teacher that's got that training one versus all Right. right. So what, 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 Um, providing parents that kind of information advocacy does, it holds people accountable, Mm -hmm. right? So it's uh, you you get the best out of each other when there's a good check and balance. Well, right now, there's not a good check and balance, right? Because in those meetings, which, by the way, we'll have 10 to 15 educators on one side of the table and the parent on the other, usually the mom, by herself, right? Right, right? So now you've got a people imbalance, let alone the people on the school side They've got information that they've been doing all day, every day for 20 years. Mm-hmm. The mom, it's the first time going through this, right? And so they want to just say, here's what you should do, rubber stamp it, keep it moving, yeah. right? But they're not taking into account, it's quite frankly, the federal law says that the parent is a member of the IEP team. Hmm. And so, yeah, they'll bring her into the meeting, but they're not really treating her as a true team member. And so what our technology does It allows her to not have to be an academician, but to answer questions based off her experience of her child. And it translates that into educator speak. So now they can gain value from what she is saying and she can actually communicate in a way that they hear her. And that can actually be taken into account, not taken away from the value that the educators bring. They have deep knowledge that is paramount. But that parent has information that's paramount. That would actually go better. However, that is not the way the system is set up right now. And so what we want to do is we want to enable parents to be equal participants in this, Mm -hmm. to ensure that this process goes well for their child.
0: Right, right.
1: And here's the funny thing. So I had a conversation with um, a very, very senior um, U.S. Department of Education administrator who will go nameless. Um, uh, He uh, was in the Obama administration And this was right after that meeting that I had where they said this reeks of advocacy Mm -hmm. the next day. And I said, help me understand this. And he said, Rayford, you'll never get me to say this on record. But he said, IEP teams go into those meetings trying to figure out how they can give the least amount of resource to the child. Yes, they want to give resource that keeps the child moving forward, but they're not looking for the maximum resource. He said, you're exactly right. You've got to go direct to parent." So what we learned after that soft, soft lunch, which we did have a handful of schools that did buy, by the way, they were all charter schools, mind you. No yeah. traditional schools. Right, right. No school, they were all charter schools, um, charter schools, schools that decided that they had to do something different. Right. Mm-hmm. So they already have an ethos uh, of that. Um, so we made a shift to say, you know what, we're not going to try to go the school route. We're going to go direct to the parent route. And so that is what we are doing today. Um, we are selling, you know, kind of direct to parent. Um, our solution is a uh, not just a, you know, kind of a, a point in time support. It's a year round subscription. Uh, parents sign up for uh, ten dollars a month or one hundred dollars a year, which is or ninety six dollars a year, which is a 20 percent discount uh, if you sign up uh, on our an annual billing. Um, so the idea was for what is actually relatively low money per month. Um, you know, kind of, if you think about how much that mom might spend, you know, kind of on her Starbucks coffee, um, uh, 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 that she can get world-class expertise at her fingertips
0: year round. Good, 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 good. And so now you, you know, as you sit here, as stated in the very beginning of the interview, where you're sitting right now, as we're having this interview, how did you guys get there?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, we are out here in an accelerator, actually the first, um, tech startup accelerator called Y Combinator. Um, Y Combinator launched companies uh, like Airbnb, Instacart, uh, Dropbox, uh, Stripe, many people may know. Um, And uh, Y Combinator put out a request for applications for companies in education that were doing new and unique things. Mm -hmm. And a friend of ours forwarded us their blog and it went down a list. It said we're looking for education companies that are serving underserved markets that are using machine learning or artificial intelligence that have a non-traditional business model. Uh, And traditional business models in ed tech are basically charged to school. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they said anything different. Um, And we looked at this and we were like, oh my gosh, that's us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so literally we just hacked out the application real quick, sent it in. Next thing you know, they called us and said, wow, we love what you guys are doing. Can you come out, you know, kind of talk to us. And for those who don't know, Y Combinator is harder to get into than Harvard. The last numbers that I heard was something like less than 2% or less than one and a half percent of companies that apply to Y Combinator get in. Uh, Now, we didn't know this when we applied. We just saw that they were looking for people like us and we knew we were doing good stuff. We applied. Well, after we applied, we get this email in the middle of the night that says, "Okay, sign up for your interview spot. They fly you out to Silicon Valley, the whole team. For a ten-minute interview. What? And they make their decision at the end of the day. So now, to get into this prestigious program, they flew my leader, me and my leadership team. There was three of us: uh, me, Dana Lee, who's had a product in Berlin; Henderson, who's my CTO. They flew us out to Silicon Valley for ten minutes. Wow. And so you sit there on one side of the table, and on the other side, of it and you spit. Right. They got questions, you respond. And I mean, it's 10 minutes. And at the end of the day, you get an email that says, um, thank you for applying, but you know, not this time, try again. Right. Uh, or you get a phone call that says, congratulations, if you want in, we want you to join. Um, and I'll tell you, the first time we applied, we didn't get in. Um, we didn't have the same team that we have right now. Quite frankly, we didn't have a full-time CTO. Uh, we had a great um, part-time contractor who was doing good work. But for why Combinator Standards, says like, you need a full-time CTO that's high caliber. Um, you know, Verlin came on board between the time that we applied for the first and the second. The second time through, they said, okay, you guys have got the mission. You guys have got the uh, uh, leadership team that has complementary skills. Now you can go do this with us. Wow. Uh, and said, come on. And so, um, yeah, we're out here, you know, kind of uh, building the company.
0: How long is the program?
1: It's a three month program. Uh, it started uh, in June and it's going to run through uh, the middle to end of August. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, what we do is uh, we all live and work, you know, kind of this house. Um, we go into the Y Combinator office for different sessions, coaching sessions with uh, the partners, meetings with our own cohort mates so we can learn from one another. Um, and uh, then at the end, um, we have what's called Demo Day, which is very renowned. Um, is basically you get to get on the stage in front of somewhere between 500 and 700 of, you know, the most, um, active, uh, and leading Silicon Valley investors and you pitch. Oh my and gosh. that pitch is somewhere between two and four minutes. Stop. That's it. That's it.
0: You got to tell your whole, everything That's between it. two and four minutes.
1: Yeah. Let me correct. You. you don't tell everything, right? You tell the most important stuff. Um, And so you focus. And so we spend time right now really building the business and then come, you know, early August or so, you know, we'll really go into perfect the pitch mode um, and you tell your story. Um,
0: So so you guys could could go in there, I mean, optimistically speaking, you can get a whole bunch of investors. But then it's also a chance that it couldn't be like that. But we're not going to put that in the universe. But I'm just trying to paint the picture of what this day could be like for your company.
1: Without question. So. Um uh uh to be transparent, you know, kind of folks don't after you walk off the stage run up and give you a check, right? Um there is some cultivation that happens after that, but that's where you hook the uh fish on the line, uh-huh. you know, kind of if you will. Then it's up to you to reel them in afterwards. And yes, companies have come out of that and not um uh and not raised money. Um companies have come out of that and raised a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, is that um uh, y Combinator basically acts as a pre-screener for many of these investors
0: gotcha. um,
1: because there are thousands of companies, not just in Silicon Valley, but around the world that are doing great stuff mm-hmm. that are, you know, kind of building their companies. But it's really hard to make a connection between who's the right investor. Right. Just because somebody is rich and has money doesn't mean that they're the right investor for you and your company. Right, right. So it's hard to make that connection, you know, kind of Y Combinator can actually do that. You know, kind of they pre-screen the companies, they coach them to make sure they're on the right path, and then they bring in very high-quality investors, right? So it ends up being a screen for both um, parties, you know, kind of in that partnership that you can know you're working with somebody high-quality and that you all can all have success together um, to actually realize the mission that you're uh, uh, on board.
0: Okay, so even while you're developing um, well, part of this program while you're out there, how is Exception Ally doing – just kind of on its own. Are you at a standstill while you do this program?
1: Yeah, no, 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 not, not at a standstill at all.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, I didn't know, I, I, all right.
1: Yeah, good question. So what we've done is we've really um, built the product up um, mm-hmm. to be a true robust year-round support okay. solution for parents. Um, and, but we're starting a back-to-school campaign. Um, the reason being is that for parents of children with special needs that have, quite frankly, additional responsibilities and tasks to do during the school year, this is the best time for them to prep. Mm-hmm. So um, we've developed a summer prep guide um, called uh, uh, three summer steps for back to school prep um, that will go live today oh, wow. um, to help parents um, use this time that they have, depending on where in the country you are, what school district, they're going to be starting school literally some as early as the end of July. Yeah. Some don't start until after Labor Day, but you know, Take advantage of this time to get your ducks in a row, right? Get organized, read the information that you need, and plan. And here's the thing. People have spent years in school trying to, you know, figuring out how to do this. How are we going to expect parents to do this out the gate, right? So we've pulled together our experts, um, school psychologists, educators, um, education civil rights attorneys, um, and developed this guide that then can guide parents um, through uh, the process such that when they hit the ground, um, come the first day of school, not only is the kid ready, but Mm -hmm. the parent is ready to be a collaborator. So that is a lot of what we're doing right now um, and launching that campaign to get people on board.
0: That is great. And you also have a very special promotion for those amazing people or parents who are (laughs) listening Uh, today and we'll download later. uh, Tell everyone what your offer is for the Cool Soar Cubra Collective.
1: Because Rashawn Ali Godfrey Smith, (laughs) as as long as I have known her, which by the way, for y'all listening, goes back to early elementary school. She has always been about doing good and doing well. And so because you have a community ethos, we want to offer to all of your listeners, Um, a promotion, a 50% discount um, to Exception Ally, uh, if you use the promotion code COOLSOROR50, COOLSOROR50, C-O-O-L-S-O-R-O-R-50, when you sign up, um, you'll get a 50% discount.
0: Oh my God. And by the
1: way, yeah, 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 yeah. And and they don't have to pay at the beginning. Like there's a 14 day trial for anybody. Um, You know, we're big believers if this isn't for you, then I don't want to charge you for it. Um, You know, let's just sample, let you feel it. And quite frankly, that gives me good feedback um, to help understand what's most valuable. But because you have always been a servant in the community, um, I want to allow you to use this podcast to deliver value to the community. And this is one of the ways that we can do
0: it. Wow. And wow. These are obviously for parents whose children have learning differences. Is that how we're saying it?
1: You know what? Many people say it different ways. We like to actually say exceptionalities.
0: Okay. Uh, I love that. Uh, uh,
1: uh, some people say learning differences, learning challenges. Um, actually, in the uh, um, federal statute, it's the IDEA, Individuals with Disabilities and Education Act. We don't think of these as disabilities because I think of my own family. You know, my niece doesn't have a disability. No, um, She has an exceptionality. And once we understood that and were able to help her with that, Oh, my gosh. Like what she was able to realize is something, you know, kind of far beyond what we thought. So we think of it as exceptional. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, disability, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not that word. Definitely not that word. This is fantastic. Uh, so very proud of everything that you and your team are doing and, and obviously being out there. And what is what's it like out there? Because what's the what's the name? What part of California? Is you <laughs>
1: So, so it's Southern, it's the Bay area. So it's Silicon Valley. Um, right. and so basically we're about an hour South of San Francisco. Okay. Um, so it's, um, Palo Alto mountain oh, okay, view. Gotcha. Um, you know, kind of literally right down the street from Stanford university, Cupertino, okay. Cupertino you know, kind of yeah. this whole area. Yeah. Yeah. This whole area, um, is just blossoming yeah. with, um, talent ideas and quite frankly, a lot of tenacity, Yeah. right? Folks out here about let's go get it. Let's go change the world. Yeah. Um, I remember a mentor told me, they said, when you get out there, folks aren't going to be asking you, you know, for when, when you ask for investment, they're not going to say, hey, what are you going to do with my money in the next three months? They're going to say, how are you going to use my money to get us to the moon?
0: Mm. That
1: is the way folks think out here. Yeah. Like, yeah. L- let's not just, you know, kind of um, uh, uh, make a nice little business. Let's go change the world. Yeah. And that was one of the things that really attracted us to the ethos. Um, you know, there is, uh, uh, if you watch some of the um, TV shows like um, Silicon Valley mm-hmm. or the movie Facebook, Facebook, right? Social network about Facebook. You know, folks get a fear that it might be very cutthroat. And we haven't found it to be that way. Um, one of the things that uh, me and my co-founders joke about all the time is just how how nice everybody is and how oh, helpful wow. they are. Wow. Like folk, folks aren't cutthroat. Folks are not holding back information. You know, folks aren't like, oh, I can't tell him who the best... Uh, 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 Technology says, or what the best solution is. Man, folks are openly giving it to you. The, the hard part is, how do you digest all of this helpfulness uh-huh. in a way to build your business? Um, folks here are about changing the world. Right. Uh, it is really, really exciting and a great environment to be
0: in. That is awesome. That is so fantastic. Well, you mentioned tenacity. And, uh, Rayford, you have to be one of the most tenacious people that I know. Uh, in your personal life, you, since we've last spoken, you, you lost your father. And just a few weeks ago, you lost probably one of your best friends and your line brother and Theo. How have you been able to uh, navigate grief uh, with so much success that you have going on right now personally?
1: Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Um, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, 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 and um, both of those uh, two guys uh, were some of the closest. I mean, they were two of the closest people that I talked to just about anything. Right. Uh, uh, my dad died when he was uh, 79, almost 80 years old. Um, and for my dad's, in my dad's situation, we like to say, we're hurt that he's gone, but we're not sad because my dad lived an awesome life. He yeah. grew up in millbrook alabama which for anybody who knows it's probably not that many people who know what that is (laughs) Uh, but they had very very little Mm -hmm. and he was able to build um two companies um here in atlanta and provide very well for uh his family and teach me a lot of lessons you know while doing that like you know kind of he was a little league coach um even while business building his businesses so uh that was very much of uh yeah we're hurt because he's gone but you know man, if I can live a life like that and go out, you know, kind of like my dad did, Hey, I'll say, you know, kind of, I'll claim that as victory. Yes. Uh, and so that was very much a celebration, uh, you know, kind of his homegoing service. We had people that told us afterwards, they said, I don't know how to say this. You don't <laughs> want to say it about a funeral, but I was like, you can go ahead and say, they were like, that was fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right.
1: I mean, we had, we really had a joyous time at his going celebration. Right. Um, when my line brother, uh, Theo Kavanis died of a massive heart attack, um, a few weeks ago, uh, we're hurt and sad. Um, yes, yes. Theo was only 42 years old. Um, he had uh, a wife, two gorgeous kids, uh, had a thriving career at ESPN, had just gotten a promotion, um, within the last three months, um, and literally had a massive heart attack and died. Mm. Um, and so that one, we both hurt and sad. Yes. Um, and with both of those situations, when they immediately happened, I had a phrase that I would use to myself. And I would say, you know what? I'm trying to be operational so I don't get emotional. Yes. Um, and so I went into pure operation caretaker mode.
0: Yes, you did. What does my
1: mama need? What does my sister need? Right. You know, what does my family need? Right. With, with uh, When Theo died, as soon as they called me that Friday morning, I was on a plane that we night di- yeah. um, to New York. To be with his family, right? What does his wife need? What do his kids need? What do his parents need, right? Um, and so uh, it was really into operation mode. But there are always those bursts, and then um, invariably there are the downtime. Yes. And there's 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 no more operations to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're only left with your emotions. And my God, I yeah. mean, you, you you can't hold it back. Yeah. Um I'll tell you that for Theo's family, we started a GoFundMe um, based off of the uh, recommendation and suggestion of uh, another one of Theo's uh, good friends named Jason Webb. He's a childhood friend. Uh, And Jason said, well, Rayford, you think we ought to do this? And I said, well, maybe we do something a little more private. I'm not sure. And I was getting on a plane uh, about two Mondays ago. And he called me. I'm at the airport. And he said, Rayford, whatever we're going to do, we need to do it now. Because I can feel the energy and the atmosphere. People are going to do it and it's not going to be as organized and channeled.
0: Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm glad you said that because our line, my line and the line under ours, we had already started planning the give. Before- see, yeah. see, that's, yeah. that's
1: exactly right. Yeah. That kind of energy. He, Jason felt it. I could feel it. And so on the spot, I said, OK, let me start this GoFundMe, you know, kind of right now I called his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boomy, I said, Boomy, are you OK with this? Because It's going to be a plug. And she said, yep, I'm fine. Go ahead. Um, and so. You know, I just started typing, you know, a few sentences, didn't want anything long. Um, and I just broke down and started crying while I was typing. Right. Uh, and I'm in the car with my wife and my daughter. They're dropping me off at the airport. And we hadn't yet told my daughter what had happened. Mm-hmm. And she looked and she said, Daddy, what's wrong? And, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not really a crier. And so uh, that was really rare for her to see me cry. And I just said, baby, one of daddy's brothers passed. And I cried from the time I got out of that car all the way to San Jose, California. Wow. Um, on the plane. I'm still, I'm typing. I, I, some of my line brothers were texting me um, because I'm in the airport. I'm trying to type this GoFundMe and get it out. And they could feel it coming through my text messages that were responding and through the Facebook. And matter of fact, one of them, uh, one of my frat brothers, Rory Woodfall, called me and um, Literally, as I was in the airport and said, "Rayford, let me pray with you right now. Wow. Um, and literally at the side of the smoothie <sighs> shop, whatever it was, I got my head on the wall. I'm bawling. Um, and Rory just prayed with me. And I mean, that's the kind of brotherhood that you that only comes through rarely in life. Yeah. Uh, where he knew I needed it. And that didn't stop the tears. Like I said, I cried, got on that plane, cried all the way wow. to San Jose. Um, because I was out of operating mode. Yes. I was out with my own emotions um, and I couldn't call my dad.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. That was right? a lot. Yeah. Cause, cause,
1: you know, normally I call my dad and be like, hey, man, I know you had partners that died, you know, along the way. How'd you deal with it? I didn't have my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and so so I then ended-
0: that came back up. Those emotions. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. That's a part of it. Right. So as I'm trying to stop crying on this plane, I'm like, oh, my God, like, just everything um, but yet in that um, in that type of uh, emotional state you know it, you still have the clarity like I'm on this plane to go do something mm-hmm. right like I, I got a job to get done and part of that job quite frankly is fulfilling the legacy that my dad left for me yes you know kind of my dad was an entrepreneur who you know, kind of went through setbacks and didn't stop and still succeeded. And I'm like, hey, man, I can't let this stop me. Right. Theo had this heart attack. Well, guess what? This does no good for me to crumble um, and not for me to be able to deliver what I want to. As a matter of fact, I would honor him best. Yes. uh, If I can, quite frankly, take the lessons that he gave me, which were many, um, and channel those. As a Matter of fact, uh, when I spoke at Theo's homegoing service, one of the things that I said that Theo taught me was how to rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody were to go to Theo's Facebook page, you can see it, Theo Kavanis. Um, one of the last posts that he did was of the um, USC, that's University of Southern California, women's track team. They had to win the 4 by 400 to to win the national championship. Not just win the race, to win the national championship. Right. The handoff to the last leg, mm-hmm. the baton. Yeah. You know, that anchor picked that baton up, honked in everybody yep. and really to win not only the race, but the national championship. Right. I'm like, that was Theo. That's what he could do. That's what he would want me to do. And so that is how I think about the grief that I kind of deal with with my dad passing and, you know, kind of Theo passing and saying, no, we're going to channel this to rally.
0: Yes. Wow. Wow. What a way to bring it all in. It's yeah. a lot.
1: Yeah. Um uh but it is one that you know kind of i'll sit in this house and we got this gorgeous view of the california mountains in the sky and i got a lot of questions for god yeah uh, you know particularly about theo's situation like hey you know i know i am you know kind of a small puny human and so i won't um you know even think about trying to understand you know kind of what the good lord understands but you know i like to say that me and Jesus going to have to have a sit down when I get there. And we just got to <laughs> talk
0: about right.
1: uh, uh, uh to try to understand. Now, I will say that, you know, kind of um, I was talking to Theo's dad about this very thing. And he said, Rayford, no, you won't, because it won't matter. Mm. And I'm still marinating on that advice that he gave me. He said, because when you get there, he said, Theo's going to greet you. Your dad going to greet you. And he said, it won't matter at all what happened mm. on earth. And he said, so. You can hold that question right now if you want to, but when you get there, nothing on earth will matter.
0: Man, how was he able to tell, counsel you when that was his son?
1: Sister, I don't know. Let me tell you, he told me, I'm sitting at his kitchen table in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we were talking about this. And he told me that, and I'm like, this is his one and only son, his namesake, right? Um, and he was able to be that insightful in that moment Um, uh, yes he still has you know kind of his moments and he and i you know kind of we talk um every so often now even you know kind of uh because we're both walking this journey and uh, Mm -hmm. his wife is you know kind of still with him and they're walking the journey and um but it's those little nuggets that let you know that god turns people into angels at the drop of a dime yes and you don't need it and it could be whoever right it may be somebody who hasn't live their life like a choir boy or angel, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the good Lord will use everybody. And in that moment, will turn them into an angel to give you the insight that you need to do what you've actually been placed on earth to get done. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the um, quote, and I'm going to get it uh, wrong. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure a whole bunch of Morehouse guys will get mad at me. But Benjamin Mays you know, would say that everybody on earth has... A, a purpose to be done, mm-hmm. and only you can do it. And if you don't do it while you're here, it will
0: never be done. Be done. Yes, yes, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a saying that I, you know, I, I that I put out in the universe every time I speak, and I say, if God placed it on your heart, how dare you not try? Hmm. How hmm. dare you not try? How about
1: that? <laughs> that that's not your choice, right? That's not your option to not do it. I gave you this vision, now go get it. Right. And let me tell you, when he says, I've given you this vision, now go get it, he it, it didn't say it's gonna be easy. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, we, we got this vision four years ago. Four years ago, right? Um, we are still in the building stages of this. Mm-hmm. We went full-time two years ago. We were working part-time for two years. Then went full-time, uh, then full-time two years. By no means right now is this a um, thriving Google of a company. Right, right, right. <laughs> it is still a startup. But God says, where I give you vision, I'll give you provision. Mm. Uh, and so every time that we have gotten to a place where we're about to say, you know what? I think we bought it at the end of the checking account. Yeah. Uh, something comes through. We got money from uh, and support from New School's Venture Fund. We were coming close. Uh, this was last spring. New Schools Venture Fund came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were coming close, quite frankly, this fall. And then White Combinator came through. Uh, some other times happened and some angel investors came through. And so that just tells me to keep going. Um, uh, uh, you know, they are just those moments. You know, I'll be in church <laughs> and I'll, you know, listen to the message and be thinking, all right, God, I hear you. But like, wh- what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this hurdle that I keep climbing and falling down. I can't get over. And every time something comes to actually help me get over that hurdle. Mm-hmm. And so we keep moving forward.
0: Wow, that's good. And I'm so glad you're doing that. So glad that you're continuing to move forward and, and live in that legacy that obviously your dad uh, set out for you. And now you got two angels looking over you and this go, this thing yeah. gonna hit. Because you got it's some <laughs> that, that's, that's
1: exactly right. <laughs>
0: right. That's exactly right. Yes, right. yes, yes. So before we go, tell everybody how can they find out more about what you are doing with Exception Ally and, and, and mention the special promotion one more time.
1: Sure. So you can find us at growexceptionally.com. That's uh, G R O W E X C E P T I O N. A-L-L-Y dot com. Grow exceptionally.com. Because we want all of your kids to grow exceptionally. Um, and for all of the Cool Soror um, podcast listeners, um, you'll all get a 50% discount. Just use the promotion code Cool. CoolSOROR50. C O O L S O R O R 50. Cool Soror 50. And you'll automatically get a 50% discount in addition to your 14-day trial. Free trial.
0: Free trial. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Rayford, thank you so much for uh, being on the show for a second time. This is big. This is big (laughs) stuff. Thank you you for having me. Thank you for having
1: me. Because for those who know, because you all, everybody follows, um, you know, Rashawn's journey. But you know, kind of for, you know, kind of the growth and what you have done in leveraging your platform, not just with Kusora, but you know, Sister Circle and um, all the other speaking that you do. You know. I'm thrilled um, to be invited back on the show. Oh. I'm not surprised because we go so far back because we're right. such right. And quite frankly, we're cut from a same cloth yes. of go out there and uh, uh, do what you're supposed to do in the world and help people. Um, but it truly is a privilege oh. for me to um, be asked back on the show and for me to speak to your listeners because you have a um, very curated um, uh, type of listenership, and these are the types of folks that we need for us to carry our message forward.
0: Man, fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate the love and, uh, you know, continued success on everything. Whatever you need, you know I got you.
1: Thank you so much, Rashawn
0: Rayford Davis, everybody.
1: My name is Rayford Davis, and I am the founder and CEO of Exception Ally, And I am a
0: cobra
1: of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Came through the beta new chapter 11119. Ooh, six.
0: Ice, ice, ice. Too cold, too cold. Ice, ice, ice. The black and old gold.